0: Welcome to The Torah Guide, a podcast where we explore how the Hebrew Bible is all about Jesus and meditate on what it has to say to us. I'm your host, Aaron Dranoff. The entire Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, is about the Messiah. So what we're after in this series is tracing how the hebrew bible builds anticipation for the messiah so let me summarize what we've talked about so far we started by just getting our bearing in the story seeing that the hebrew bible starts with a narrative that goes from genesis the first book of the bible through second kings which is in the middle of the prophets the second section of the hebrew bible and the narrative started before the jewish people existed in order to introduce the purpose of the jewish people Who are the center of attention for the rest of that unbroken narrative? Before the Jewish people, humanity, who were the caretakers and rulers of creation, polluted that creation with evil by listening to an evil figure, a serpent, instead of listening to God. Then the Jewish people were introduced, first with Abraham, in order to be the first step towards bringing blessing to a world that's corrupted by curse. And Abraham's family was given a law code through Moses, God's representative. And the people of Israel were commanded to shape their lives around the Torah. But at the same time, the law code that they're supposed to shape their lives around isn't the end goal. The end goal is a future covenant that would be ushered in by the Messiah. And two people in the Torah, which is the first section of the Hebrew Bible, Abraham and Moses, tower above everyone else in the narrative. And so there's a comparison between the two of them that's built into the story. And last week, we looked at the comparison and saw that life and righteousness come from having faith in God, not from keeping the law. And finally, since Moses is the other towering figure in the Torah, we started looking at his life, and we actually learned quite a bit about Moses already. We're going to talk some more about him right now. But what we've already seen is that Moses was God's chosen representative to reveal who God is to the people. Moses is the guy that God revealed his name through, which, by the way, is one of the main points of the Exodus scroll. God making his name known to Israel and to the nations of the earth. It's all about knowing the name of the Lord. And in addition to being the one chosen to reveal who God is, Moses was God's chosen representative to free Israel from bondage in Egypt. And according to the God of Israel himself, there are a couple specific things that set Moses apart from other prophets. Those things are that God spoke to Moses openly and Moses beholds the form of the Lord. He was also the most humble man on the face of the earth and his humility was tied to his being rejected and his authority being questioned. When his own brother and sister started questioning his authority and plotting against him, Moses stayed silent and God spoke up for him. It was at that moment that the narrator turned to us and tells us how humble Moses was. Then, instead of defending himself, Moses prayed for his sister to be healed. He didn't want what she did to be held against her. Okay, so that's the highlight reel for Moses who we can already tell is really significant to the Torah. But let me show you that he's not only important to the Torah and Israel's history, he's also central to the future. Before we do that, I want to ask you, is the Torah Guide helping you understand the Hebrew Bible or to grow in your faith? I really hope it is. The Torah Guide is a totally crowdfunded funded nonprofit, and right now we're raising funds to be able to continue the podcast and our animated videos into next year. And several of you have signed up to give, and I just want to tell you thank you. This really is a team project, and I want to thank you for being part of the team. If you're enjoying the podcast and you haven't signed up to give yet, please prayerfully consider signing up to give whatever monthly amount that you're able to. You can give at thetorahguide.com slash give, and that would really help us to be able to continue making these podcasts and videos next year. We can't do it without you guys, so thank you. Alright, so now that we have a highlight reel about Moses in our minds, let me just read you a passage. This is Moses speaking to the people of Israel in Deuteronomy 18, which is near the end of the Torah. Moses dies pretty soon after this, and his brothers, the people, enter the land of Israel after that. So what Moses tells the people, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your countrymen. To him you shall listen. This is in accordance with everything that you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, saying, Do not let me hear the voice of the Lord my God again, and do not let me see this great fire any anymore, or I will die. And the Lord said to me, talking to Moses, The Lord said to me, they have spoken well. I, now it's God speaking, I will raise up for them a prophet from among their countrymen, like you, Moses, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them everything that I command him. And it shall come about that whoever does not listen to my words, which he speaks in my name, I myself will require it of him. Required of him, that's talking about judgment of death. God will require his life of whoever doesn't listen to this prophet like Moses. So this promise for a prophet like Moses is evidently so crucially important to the entire Torah that when you finish the Torah, you know, that five-part book that spanned creation through the patriarchs, through the Exodus, years and years and years and generations and generations and generations, when you put it down, the author wants you to remember the promise for a new prophet like Moses. How do we know? The Torah closes in Deuteronomy 34, by reminding us about the next prophet after Moses Joshua by saying now Joshua the son of Nun was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him and the sons of Israel listened to him and did as the Lord commanded Moses so that has already happened by the end of the Torah so there have been other prophets like Moses Joshua was a lot like Moses in fact on the next page of the Hebrew Bible God tells Joshua he will be with Joshua like he was with Moses So, the Torah acknowledges that there will be other prophets like Moses, you know, like Joshua, for example. But there hasn't been the prophet like Moses, because after reminding us about how Joshua already has been commissioned, it immediately follows it up with the words that end the entire Torah. Since that time, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, for all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh, all his servants and all his land, and for all the mighty power and all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. So what the narrator who ended the Torah wants us to think about as we end this really impressive five-part book is that there hasn't been anybody like Moses since that time. He wants us to remember that just a few chapters ago, God promised that there would be a new prophet like Moses. And he wants us to finish the book close it, and put it down, waiting for that new prophet. And to emphasize the point, he reminds us of two features to look for in that new Moses. Right? When he ends the Torah, he reminds us about Moses saying, you know, there's never been another prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. You remember what Moses was like for all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to perform? That's my paraphrase. But he wants you to put down the Torah, looking for the new prophet like Moses, and he specifically reminds you about how Moses performed signs and wonders and that God knew him face to face, which is also a callback to earlier when God said that he speaks to Moses mouth to mouth and then he clarified what that meant. He speaks openly and not in signs and visions. Okay, so in this series, we've been tracking the main point of the Hebrew Bible and we've seen that the grand narrative follows the Jewish people and their place in God's plan to bring blessing to all creation. But right near the end of the Torah, when Moses is about to send them into the land God gave them, we find out that they'll break the covenant and be exiled. It's a dim future. But at the same time, we learn that God will restore his people on the other side of that exile. And that future restoration is the point of the Torah. And at the very end of the Torah, lo and behold, we're reminded to expect a new Moses. So we've already been told there's going to be a new covenant. And who gave the covenant? Oh yeah, Moses gave the covenant. So really, it shouldn't be surprising if we're looking forward to a future restoration that we would expect a new Moses, a new covenant giver. So the next step in this conversation is going to be taking a look at how the Torah describes Israel's future restoration as a new exodus with the new Moses. And we'll look at the only person in the Hebrew Bible who fits the description for the new Moses during the new exodus. And that person is the suffering servant in Isaiah 53, the only person in the Hebrew Bible who fits the description for the new Moses and the new Exodus. But for now, let's meditate on the promise that the end of the Torah reminds us about. Deuteronomy 18, 15 through 19. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your countrymen. To him you shall listen, This is in accordance with everything that you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, saying, Do not let me hear the voice of the Lord my God again, and do not let me see this great fire anymore, or I will die. And the Lord said to me, They have spoken well. I will raise up for them a prophet from among their countrymen like you, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them everything that I command him. And it shall come about that whoever does not listen to my words, which he speaks in my name, I myself will require it of him. Deuteronomy eighteen fifteen through 19. Let's take some time to meditate and reflect on God's word. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Take some time to think about each question, and you can pause if you need some extra time to think or to pray. So first question, what comes to mind as you remember that God raised Moses up to save his people from bondage and to make himself known to the people? What comes to mind as you remember that God has made himself known to us in an even more personal way, through Jesus, the prophet like Moses? And last, what is one specific step that you can take today to lean into God's presence, to be with him personally? pray with me. God, we're so grateful that you raised up Jesus so that if we listen to him, if we trust in him, we'll be restored to your presence. Help us to keep our hearts, souls, and minds fixed on you so that we'll continue in your presence. As King David prayed, one thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. God, thank you for granting us that prayer through Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Torah Guide Podcast. If you want to meditate on this lesson some more, check out the video and reading plan that go along with it, either at thetorahguide.com or on Instagram and Facebook. The Torah Guide is a totally crowdfunded nonprofit that makes all sorts of resources to help you read the Hebrew Bible and discover Jesus, including this podcast, animated videos, devotionals, reading plans, and more. And we're able to do it because of generous people like you. So if you want to be a part of helping people discover how the Hebrew Bible points to Jesus, you can sign up to become a monthly supporter or make a one-time gift at thetorahguide.com slash give.